Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast. Jeff Johnson here with Samantha Balch. We're talking about hi. pop. Hi. Um, hi, Sam. Um, hey, Samantha, look, before we get back into uh, talking more about pop, pops, 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 um, pops, pops. I get it. I got to know you. Pops, we, this is uh, this is uh, your like fourth episode as a as a as a co-host. And I feel like we need to we need to unpack the mystery that is Sam a little bit more. Oh, um, so so tell me a thing that you enjoy doing in your life that is podcast safe, that you're comfortable sharing that doesn't involve early learning. I bike to work every day and I have recently become interested in quote unquote cycling, like as a sport. Uh-huh. Sometimes I live in Hawaii. Hi, just to be an asshole. Um, and I have recently taken to on some weekends. I try to do it every weekend, but depending on schedules it doesn't always work out. I like to cycle from my apartment down to Waikiki, I like to go up the road that surrounds Leahi, which is Diamond Head, the extinct volcano on Oahu where I live, and then come back down. And then I like to pick a little coffee shop where I'm going to stare at all the tourists. That sounds That's, delightful. How, how long a ride is it? thing I do, nobody, it's, it's weird because it's one of the first sort of hobbies in my adult life I have without anyone else. I just sort of do this. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just going to go ride this bike. I get to see a lot of old men in spandex. Um, some of them wave to me. Some of them don't. I have decided those people are rude. I wave to everybody. Some of them, again, they don't wave back and that upsets me greatly. Oh, maybe they're, are they on bikes as well? Oh yeah. But they're like, they're like in a herd. Yeah. They're, they're like on a serious bike ride and I'm just like some dude. Yeah. by myself going up there. I'm like, this is great. We're having a great time. Look, there's a dog. And yeah. they're like doing it for time or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or like they're on a team and I am not. So, I'm so it's still recreational for you. How, how, how Very far, much recreational. How many miles is that loop? That loop's about 12 miles. It goes uphill a little bit. And then uh-huh. there's a really fun part where it's entirely downhill by the ocean. And it's super fun. And it's a little scary because there's cars coming at you. Like, please don't kill me. <laughs> I have so much left to do. Like this exact loop again. Uh, <laughs> I've yet to change it up, but one day I will. That sounds like a, that sounds like a good loop. I, I get out and do 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 some rides too, and it's delightful and fun. So there we know yes, a little bit. Of, I recommend biking to the yeah. masses. Go yeah. for a bike ride. Yeah, it's go fun. for a bike ride, especially when there's a coffee shop someplace. Uh, this yeah. summer, Tasha and I have been uh, uh, biking once a week to uh, the farmer's market and stopping at the donut. Mm-hmm. It's a coffee shop, but we stop for the donuts. Let's be. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's because fun. Because you're civilized up- people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what humans do. We, we load up the uh, bags in the bike with uh, produce, uh, stop at the coffee shop, eat donuts. The bike ride is enough to uh, burn off the donuts. So it all works 100%. out pretty well. Yeah. So uh, we're back. We're talking more about pops. Uh, pops first, this, what, what is pops first? Give us the quick uh, overview. Quick overview. Pops is this framework I came up with to help people who are trying to have conversations about a potential policy or practice change they want to implement in their program or school, basically. So pops stands for procure information, offer ideas, plan next steps, and stay reflective and realistic. As I mentioned previously, I, I do feel like this is just like having a, a conversation or how things are, how, how anything happens. And 
I think that breaking it into like chunky chunk steps that you can really see can be really helpful for some people. Yeah. So hence uh, we, the idea of this sort of framework. We, we talked about it uh, episodes ago when I was talking about running with the dogs. It's about building, you're more successful if you build a system. And, yeah. and so what Sam has really put together here is a basically a, a, a fill in the blank prefab kind of system people can use for, for having these, uh, these conversations and, and building this change. Uh, between episodes, I was kind of thinking that um, this was possibly could be used in having some of those maybe uncomfortable difficult conversations with parents about things that are going on. Ooh, um, I had never even considered that perspective with, with their, with their kids and stuff too. So, you know, you got that child who's, I mean, there's a behavior thing you're concerned about or a developmental thing you're concerned about. And so maybe, maybe using the system for, for having those hard conversations um, and trying to light a, light a little, light a little bit of flame, the flame of change underneath parents might be, might be useful as well. When you say the phrase that child, every single person has a child that pops into your head. Sure. Everybody knows that child. And like, we didn't say anything else, but like when we say that child, like, oh yeah. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I know the exact family I should use this with because I am a very anxious person. <laughs> and having no like real, I'm very anxious so having sort of an idea of how I'm going to tackle a conversation mm-hmm. that's kind of sticky I call them like sticky conversations feels really good to me so if the first thing I'm going to do is get information about this child hey how e- does Danny nap at home how does that go like how how is that when D- like Danny's told me that he doesn't like to sleep does he like to sleep at home or is it only at school? Like I have left the door wide open for them to tell me, oh my gosh, he is impossible to get down. If we don't give him the iPad, he will be screaming. So, Woo-hoo-hoo! Look at all the information I have. Amazing. <laughs> that is a true story. Not about but the name I made up, but that is a true story. Yeah, and and the the, the way you asked the the way you framed the question was was non-accusatory, not a lot of pressure on them, just kind of and kind that, of opening that's that door. So important, just like we're having this conversation. I am not judging whatever is happening. I am not. What there's another phrase. What's the phrase I'm thinking of? It's non-judgmental and it's it's open-ended, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like how long does he nap. That's either going to give me well he doesn't or oh sometimes thirty minutes and then the conversation's dead. I have just opened the gate to whatever they feel the parent feels like should be discussed because the parent has an idea of what needs to be discussed. Yeah. Or yeah. if you're talking with a peer, like a teacher, like they have an idea of what could be discussed and whatever comes out first, you know, that's like on the top of their mind. Let's, let's just for fun, run um, a scenario through this, uh, this system and, and, um, and see how it goes. I'll, I'll play a character named um, Jeff. And I'm, I'm in a, we're, we're working together in a, let's say a preschool classroom, three and four year olds. You are, you are my lead teacher. Um, Okay. So there's a hierarchy here. Yeah. There's a hierarchy here. You're, you're, you're my boss, um, essentially. And I am, I've, I've got real issues about, about paint. I don't like 
paint being used. I, I never get out more than one color of paint and it's just a tiny little paint I get out. Um, and you're, you're trying to, you're trying to, uh, you. you're trying to usher bit. me into a little, a few more colors and maybe a, a little bit more freedom with the paint. So what's that look like? Sure. So then the first step I think would be procuring information. And I think in the scenario you've described, I have a little bit, right? If I am seeing Jeff, the person I work with, only ever getting out one color of paint, I know that there is some, that humans very rarely act without reason. So I know there's some reason for that. I might not know the reason, but I have, I know there is some reason. I know that this is a practice that you are very comfortable with. You are set in this practice. And so for that sort of procuring information, we talked about this previously, that's both things that I'm doing on my own. I'm observing, I'm kind of listening. I'm seeing if you hear anything. Like if a child asks for a certain color, I'm listening to see what you might say. And you're hearing and me you're, say, no, we've, we've, we've only got purple today. We're not getting green out. Then it's like, oh, okay. Now I, now I know something. Like we, we have we have green. I know we have green. Jeff knows we have green. He's telling the children we do not have it. So I think what he's saying is it's not available. Now I'm curious, why is it not available today? So maybe, I don't know. Do you think we have meetings where we chat? Do you think there's like ever times in our little well, not, not a lot because uh, I mean, it's a busy, busy day. We got a lot of paperwork to do. We got to get off the, the, the paperwork for the meal program and right. And we, got, we got all stuff, so. stuff going on. So I might say, no, I'm going to say it's at the easel. It's a nice so are, are we still on, are we still, are we still procuring information? Or yeah, I think on? we're still procuring information okay. at this point. I might say like, hey, Jeff, I heard, I don't know. I heard Carrie ask for some green paint today. And you said there was only purple. Are we running low on paint? Uh, no, no, I didn't want to. I just, it, it's just easier with just one color. Oh, I totally understand. Do you feel like it might be helpful? I have now switched to offering information because, and I, I will say this is a little tricky, right? There might be some, we might need to go back to get more information as I offer ideas. So I'm going to say, oh, would it be helpful if I got out more cups for the paint? Because I know we only have like two or three out right now. Would it be helpful if there were like four or five? We've got some in the cabinet. Four or five seems like a lot bigger mess to clean up than two or three. Um, but I mean, you're the boss. But I don't want to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. So when you say big mess, do you ever have the kids clean up the paint when they're done with it? Uh, yeah, we did that the other day, but then Tiffany, she got, she spilt, she was trying to carry three cups and I mean, she's got two hands and she's trying to th carry three of those little containers of paint over, over to the, uh, the storage cupboard, uh, to get the lids put on them. And, and she spilt and she got all, it got paint all over her dress. And, and then her mom yelled at me cause she's going to grandma's house or some shit like that. Uh, I am so sorry. I didn't hear about that. I'm so sorry that she, she should never yell at you. Let me know if that happens again. I don't. We don't stand for that. We don't. Yeah, no big deal. Like, no, it, don't sell yourself short. It's a big deal to me. You you deserve respect. Do you think that Tiffany might benefit from a smock or anybody else? Well, I mean, then they take the smocks off and they they. I mean, then they get the wet paint on the smocks all over themselves. Yeah, that's so, that is a good point. I wonder if there's another way. I mean, can we just could... have? Can we get rid of the paint and just have the crayons out? They're a lot less mess. We could. But I know they love the paint. So I do want to keep the paint and I don't want it to be 
a massive cleanup for you because I know you're over there a lot. So I'm trying to think. We have a couple tarps I know in the shed that aren't being used that much. I wonder if that would be helpful. I wonder if, have we ever done painting on the tables instead of the easels? Whoa, wait, uh, on the tables? With the, with the paper. Have we ever oh. had the paper on the table? Oh yeah, yeah, we tried that once. It went okay, I guess. Do you think maybe we could try that next week? How do you, maybe like, do we have, maybe we could put the tarp on the table and then have the paints on the table and then the paper taped onto the tarp so it doesn't wiggle around. Yeah, but with, with which color should we use? Maybe we could add a couple and see. How do you feel? Do you think they might, do you think they might enjoy their hands so they can feel the paint and kind of get to know it as a material? Or do you think they're kind of past that point and they're more interested in using brushes to really create things? Um, uh, we can try both. I mean, that sounds really messy. It does. It definitely um, does. Maybe we put the table closest to the back so that we get the hose and that we can fill a bucket so that they can make sure we get their hands washed, their arms washed, everything washed before they move on to whatever other thing they're going to do next. And then I just break down crying. And that's when I comfort you because you are a friend of mine. And then, then I explain that, uh, that um, all this paint stuff brings back memories of when I was uh, four years old and I was having a joyous time. I, we, I had four colors of paint and two paintbrushes in each hand. And I was just having a, a glorious time at the easel and there's paint flying all over. Everywhere. It's on your face. And it's on your yeah, it's all over the place. And then, and then the, uh, the, the teacher came in and saw the mess I was making and, and she yelled at me and, and, and sent me out of the room to get cleaned up. And I had to go, I had to go down the, the hall to the, uh, the director's office and she scolded me and, and they, they scrubbed the paint off of me, but they were using a, a sponge and I don't like the feeling of the sponge on my skin. Why soap? And yeah, yeah, and it was burning and, um, and, and I'm, I'm just blubbering while I'm telling you the story. And I explained that, uh, that I just, I just want the kids to stay clean. So nothing, none, none of that stuff happens to them. Wow. Thank you for telling me that that is so hard. And I am so sorry that you had that happen to you. That is, that's traumatic. It, it was. And, and I want you to know that I never want you to feel that way in this classroom. And I never want the children to feel that way either. So I want you to be comfortable with mess that the children are exploring. I never want you to feel like it's bringing up bad memories for you. So how can I be helpful as we're doing this? What do you think would work best? Do you want me to take over painting for a while? No, just, um, just knowing that it's, it's okay for them to get messy and for the area to get messy and stuff is... I mean, just knowing that, I guess, for real would be would be real helpful. I, I really like them to have all those experiences, but I don't want them to go through through what I did. And I just kind of figured that that might be something that would happen here because, I, I mean, it happened to me. Right. Yeah, I, that makes sense. It happened in your childhood. So let's keep thinking through this. I think for right now, maybe we can stick with what we have. And maybe next week we can start to incorporate 
maybe more colors. Maybe we can get the bin out. Maybe we can move the easel, take it oh, somewhere else cool. where it's a little easier to kind of get things cleaned up or maybe hose it down. And again, we've got those tarps. We could put those down, you know, on the floor, if that feels good on the tables to kind oh, of. I, I, I mean, I don't care about the mess myself. I just don't want the kids to be. I mean, if everybody here is cool with the mess, I'm, I'm right. cool with trying those things. Definitely. And to still respect what the parents want, because you did say that Tiffany's mother was upset. I'll check in with her about yeah. if she well, has a special smock she likes or if she wants to borrow one from school. Yeah. And like Kathy down the office, she's always walking by making faces when things get a little bit messy in this room. And I, I'm really worried that she's going to, I mean, I need this job and I don't want her right. getting all pissed off because I'm letting them get too out of control or something. So yeah, let's, I'll, I'll think of ways to have a conversation with Kathy about it, or maybe to invite Kathy in to be part of the painting. Maybe she, maybe she would like being here. Maybe that would kind of, maybe she doesn't understand because she doesn't have the context yet. She's got that tattoo of uh, that Mr. Clean guy on her, on her, on her forearm. So it's kind of scares me. Yeah. And on, on the, on, on the other forearm, she's got the tattoo that says mop or die. Um, so, I mean, she seems to be a really, really a clean freak. Yeah, definitely so seems she, like she's got, I don't know, I guess a stickler for that. So I wonder, yeah. I wonder if we can help her understand why the children. She reads Vacuum Cleaner Weekly. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, so maybe now that we're talking about this, I think maybe the way she, the way, way I anticipate her reacting to this might be, might be what's blocking me from letting let the kids uh, totally. be a little bit more free with the paint. Yeah. And again, in, I'm, I'm a hundred percent for it. So you don't like, I can't make you not worry because I worry about things too. If you ever have a question about it or you feel like Kathy has a question about it and you're not feeling comfortable to talk to her, bring her to me. I am happy to have that conversation. <sighs> okay. Sam, thanks for having my back. I'm here for you, man. And scene. We're seeing. Wow, and scene. There's something you brought up that I thought was so interesting as we role played that out, but now it's left my head because I forgot to write about. Was it was the was, interesting thing my my amazing acting skills? Honestly, yes. <laughs> I am excited to see you in like the Iowa One Act Festival. Um, I think, but I think, like this. First of all, this idea that like something that seems silly could have such a profound effect on us in our adulthood you know like i'm sure like i'm sure people listening are like jeff like that was a ridiculous scenario but that's true like those things can happen these small things will become our inner voice and decide how we're doing things and how we're going to react to things and to be able to share that is can be like so such a moment of vulnerability and if I had laughed off what you said or if I had said yeah well get over it yeah you're not gonna feel ready to share anything vulnerable with me ever again yeah or if you would just yell get out get out three colors of paint and that's right, the way it's like, gonna no, be. that's what we're doing but instead like taking it and slowing it down. And I'm sure like, as people were listening, some of them were like, oh my gosh, like he keeps coming up with excuses. But that's like what your brain does. Like when it's something that's challenging you mm -hmm. because your brain wants you to stay safe. 
it's going to start coming up with reasons and the reasons might sound more and more and more more and more ludicrous they might sound absolutely bananas and to keep going in a way that is safe and comfortable and just continuing to offer ideas like i didn't let it go but i never told you what to do i kept giving different ideas and at some point it clicked it might not like that might have taken like in real life that might happen in a day you know in a 10 minute conversation or it might take a year yeah to kind of get to the breakdown of okay what is preventing this behavior yeah because it, it's it's easy to think you can just go in and mandate how things are going to be but if if you if you get somebody that for whatever reason uh, even if it's a reason that you would think is silly that has has resistance to it, it it's it's not gonna it's not gonna really change anything. And it and yep. and that pushing, I mean, when we push at somebody, their tendency is to push back. Yeah. Um, or or and that's like a psychological thing called like the backfire effect. Again, it's like your brain trying to keep you safe. It is saying, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter how much evidence they're giving you. It doesn't matter how many ideas they're throwing at you. This is wrong. We aren't doing this. Even if what you're doing is, you know, completely developmentally inappropriate or whatever. If it's how you were raised or how you think you're supposed to be doing things or how you've done things forever, your initial reaction is most of the time not going to be, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Although somebody might say that and then right. go do the exact opposite thing because they want you to go away and leave them alone. Yes. <laughs> and, and so it, it's no matter what, even with this, uh, this framework, it's, it's going to be a process and it's going to take time and it's going to take effort. But this is kind of a, a kind of a step-by-step kind of, kind of way you can, you can work through those things. And maybe, maybe just give, give yourself a little bit of a, little bit of a, a competitive edge against the, the person you're trying to, uh, to change up a little bit. Yeah. And there were, there were definitely times when we were kind of role-playing that, that I was going back from offering ideas to getting a little more information. Because when I offered an idea and it was shut down, it's like, oh, well, now I need to know why that isn't acceptable. Why is that the wrong answer? And then you brought up, oh, the parent yelled at me. It's like, whoa, okay, now I have more information about what I'm going to do. Now there's a whole other area at play that I hadn't even initially considered. So how am I going to react to that? You have to keep, you're looking for the full picture, right? In order to serve people effectively. Yeah. So, so this, this, this process isn't, isn't, it's not linear. Not there, not, there, no. There's a lot of looping it's going on. It's logical, but it's not linear. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so, so, so you're looking for information. You got a little bit of information. And so you offer an idea and that uh, how that idea is received may generate some more information, um, which is going to loop you back to, to taking that information and offering a different idea. Yep. And um so then, then you can, depending how, how that happens with the next steps, the, the next step might be, oh, I need more information right. um, before you can go back and offer another idea. Yep. And so. Or the I next feel- step might be, okay, let's wait and like, let's think about it over the next week. The next yeah. step might not be changing anything. It might yeah. just be. And, and, and we've talked think. about that on the show before that uh, not doing anything can totally be doing something. Right. Absolutely. The thinking process is huge. 
So to have that time, especially I think that intentional time where we say as a group of peers committed to lifelong learning, okay, we're going to sit with this. We're going to chew on this. Like this is going to come up, you know, when we're on our runs or when it's nap time and we're patting kids backs, we're going to kind of start formulating some ideas about this and see where it leads us to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then the, the staying realistic part, like the staying reflective and realistic part, you know, that's okay. Like in a week, we've made a plan to come back to it. So we're going to come back to it or let's start next week with a tarp and see how that feels mm -hmm. and then come back. I'm not saying I need you to put out a rainbow of paints every day, but I want to start somewhere. So, okay. What feels best? Maybe two colors, maybe three colors, or if you're cool with all the colors, sure. Get that out and let's see how that feels. And we might realize that's actually too many for the kids because they're not used to that. Okay. Let's bring it back. Let's do three. And then we can do four. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you had to remember in there that also when every time you have a little bit of success in this process, when, when you, when you get that person you're working with to move just a tiny step forward, you gotta, you gotta take a moment for yourself and celebrate that because yeah. that's going to make it easier for you to keep up with this process of, yes. uh, of, of change. Absolutely. One a story about that and like this thing that seems very minuscule. So at my current job, there's an interesting dichotomy in what we say we do and what we actually do. And it's something we're working on as a group, um, you know, based on years of tradition, based on the education we have, everybody has based on all sorts of things. So one thing I was noticing is that we're, we're very loud about the idea of emergent curriculum and we send out our weekly plans to parents. And to me, that's, in, that's just interesting. That doesn't always jive because I don't always do what I say I'm going to do because the children twist and turn and have interesting ideas. And I'm much more interested in doing what they say than doing what I've thought about. So I, the very first week I was here, I was like, cool, I'm gonna call mine planned possibilities that's language I've used before. So here's what I have planned. You know, what's the, what's sort of formulating in my brain based on what the children have been talking about and showing an interest in. And it is not the end all be all of what we have to do. So I'm going to very intentionally use this language so that the parents know we may do this, we may not. You know, it kind of kind of depends. And the other teachers that work with me took notice of that and asked me about it. And I just kind of start, I'm, I am not, I'm now at this weird point in my quote career unquote, where I actually feel comfortable just doing stuff <laughs> sometimes. And I'm like getting over this sort of social anxiety of it. I'm like, I'm a learned person. Um, so they noticed and they asked me about it. And I was like, oh yeah, this comes from another program I've worked at. And I really like this language because I think it really signals that what mm -hmm. we do might not be what is on this sheet. Now, if it was up to me, we wouldn't have these sheets, but as it stands, we do. So I'm going to respect that and keep going with them. And they said, oh my gosh, I love that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to use that. I was like, yes, I have an in. I have an in now with the things that I do and the things that I think about. I have this literally two words that were changed on the top of a sheet. And that is like, I was celebrating that in. I'm like, 
perfect. Let's see if we can get this into other rooms. Let's see if we can talk about this more freely. Let's see where this is going to take us now, because I think this is the, I think this is the path we're on. She's going to take some time. And I think this itty bitty start of two words is huge. And I'm, I'm very jazzed about it. There you go. That's a good there example. Go. Um, any other final thoughts on this as we're coming up on our, on our second half hour of conversation about this? Uh, super fun to role play with you, eh? Like, I think it's great practice. I fully support role plays of like working things out with peers. I think that's really fun. Um, and B, if anyone else has any feedback about this system framework, blah, 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 please email Jeff or me, let us know. I would yeah. love to know people's thoughts about it. So it's a work in progress. Um, and and uh, the more feedback, the uh, the better, the more it can be refined, and the better tool it becomes. The better, the better tool you end up with. So yeah, tell us about yeah. it. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's going to be, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a workbook and uh, a flow chart and no, none of that stuff. I mean, actually, to be honest, the things I have written do sort of include workbooky things. Oh, there we like, go. Here's a question, and how can you phrase this question less judgmentally? There you go. Um, that's that's why. Um, that's why I I felt kind of inspired when I asked Sam to uh, to join the show as a as a co-host because uh, of her of her get up and go when it comes to stuff like that. She's a dork. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Hey, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Adios. Bye. Spay and neuter your pet. No, um, I, 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 I mean, feel like there should be a there should be some sort of catchphrase. We should have it, or we should just change the catchphrase every time. Yeah, spay and neuter Maybe your pets. pets. That worked for Bob uh, Bob Barker on The Price Is Right for decades. Your door is locked. So. Yeah. Always put the cat back on. Yeah. Bye, listeners. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.